we are back with Behind the Remodeler, and we're episode three, and I am with Victor Droz, and he is, lives in the area of College Station. Keith Maley is the founder and owner of KN Builders, which is the largest residential design-build renovation firm in San Antonio and surrounding areas. Since 2003, he has hosted a live iHeartRadio show every Saturday at 2 p.m., where he's known as the local expert in the remodeling industry. The Behind the Remodeler podcast allows Keith to pull back the curtain on KM Builders processes, such as how they differentiate themselves from others in the industry, why they choose the particular products they offer, installation details, as well as in-depth discussions with other industry experts. And now, here's Keith Maley in Behind the Remodeler. We've had experience together in some projects, and he's just the guy that I go to for advice on forensics and looking at how things have deteriorated. I know you've you've done a, a lot. Tell us a little bit about what you do, and I know you have a, you're kind of multifaceted, but uh, just a little intro about what what kind of work you do, and, and particularly how it applies to construction defects. Yeah, I actually started off at a very young age, about 12 years old, with my grandfather working. Uh, we actually did a lot of remodeling. We did some building, and of course, in the remodeling side of the deal, you, you learn about all the mistakes the builders make. You get to come back and try to fix those. We do learn a lot in the remodeling business about that, don't we? Definitely. Uh, then into the home building side of it, I've actually been pretty large in the commercial side of this business. Uh, and today, we are a design-build company, uh, which we design then and build the houses and do selective remodeling uh, what we'll take on for those jobs well that sounds like a privilege <laughs> to be selective <laughs> we we all we should all be so selective though we need to be we need to be careful and and uh, one of the things that I've recently done because of my knowledge that you've given me is become more selective on certain types of repairs because I don't want to just do a cosmetic fix or, or give us give a, uh, a repair that only addresses part of the problem and sometimes it's hard to know where the problem is originating. That's correct. Before you can repair that problem, you really need to see what's causing that problem. Uh, then you can design a repair to fix that. Yeah, I told you yesterday when we had lunch that I said, I don't think anybody will ever hire me again to to do a repair on a second floor uh, patio that's supposed to be a waterproof deck because I'm telling them that that may only be part of the solution. Uh, as, as I've learned in another project that you, you consulted with me on, the stucco or some other place can be getting in into the deck problem you know we look at a deck and we think uh, a patio or a deck that we walk out on that's supposed to be waterproof we think if we seal that up really good that we're going to be in great shape and every homeowner thinks that way too that's correct i remember inspecting that one for you and i was impressed by the way you did that deck uh, that's beyond and above what most people have ever done so you had no leaks from that area but we had a problem, didn't we? You did. Tell, I, us, tell, tell everybody about that problem, what, what caused that, and, and how severe it was. Well, that uh, problem was very severe, uh, and I actually tracked it back to the downspouts of a parapet wall, since this was more of a Spanish-style house, and the original builder did not put any flashing in, let's call them holes, they go through the wall, they yeah, drain the water off the roof. Which are to be drain points. Uh -huh. They're actually draining into the wall and then into the ceiling of the garage and then 
across and into the porch of the area that you had repaired, it actually had drained so far that it filled in the columns and the uh, wood inside those columns The were structural multiplied. columns were large. I'm going to paint a little picture of what the job looked like when I, when I bid the repair, and that was to repair the tile that was popping on the deck. That's what it was. Everything in the house, everything on the house looked looked reasonable. It looked looked um, normal. The house had been built for a few years, but the tile was coming loose on the deck. So they wanted me to make sure that the deck had no moisture coming in through. And it, there were obvious signs that there were penetrations on this flat deck that had a beautiful uh, travertine floor. Had a beautiful travertine floor on the second floor deck. And it was, it was just really nice. And then the, sec the first floor deck below it also had the, some of the similar issues. So we, we bid to solve the, the penetrations where and the problem that had been, uh, was obvious on the deck itself. But little did we know that there were other problems with the house and, and that that was where you're talking about with parapets and stucco not draining and so forth. So now I'd like you to just kind of paint a picture of what you saw when you came out after after the damage had been done by the the parapet walls and the stucco not draining tell me tell the picture you saw what what was the condition of the of the home well actually the deck still looked good you couldn't tell that there's any issues there but the conditions of the home it was very unsafe to be on the upper floor of it the columns which were structural had emulsified the wood yeah, just, in there and they were actually just made starting mush. to crumble and compress uh yeah, from starting their own to crush Beams were starting to deteriorate with, within that structure. Uh, so it was obvious it was not in the deck itself that was causing this problem. Right. I mean, literally, another way to put it, it was the, the decks were falling off the home. Correct. And these, these were very large decks with very large stuccoed columns and arches and bands, beautiful uh, projections on the bands. It had an antique stucco finish. And we're talking, uh, you know, 50, uh, 50 to 70 foot long decks. Uh, I think it was probably somewhere around 75 feet long. Correct. And then first and second floors, and uh, the one of, and, and the each deck was supposed to be waterproof. And, Correct. And they were the decks themselves were, but what happened is other things that were on top of those decks, the the things that drain onto those decks were not draining onto the surface, which was now waterproof. Would you say that's a good explanation? That would have been correct, yes. And then they were draining behind the structure. They were, that was actually before it got to that part of the structure, which uh, I noticed that when I was up there looking at all this, is hey, you could turn this upper deck into a shower uh, and it would not cause a problem down below it. Right. So where is the problem in this deck? Mm -hmm. It's gotta be another issue that water is making getting it's actually getting in between that yeah somewhere and so we we actually um had the company mape come out there uh, i mean latacrete excuse me mm -hmm. uh systems come out and inspect all of our work before we did it so that we could have a long warranty on it we gave them a five-year warranty on that on the work that we did uh workmanship warranty that nothing was done improperly and so we had we had a great guy doing doing the work but um, it, you know, of course, the homeowner thinks, well, why, is, why am I having problems? But the, this is why I wanted you on, on, the, on the podcast, is because you can tell people from, from a, a, an unbiased point of view that there are many issues that need to be looked at in constructing these, 
these types of problems. So how wide, what does this fall under the category of waterproofing? Is that what we're talking about? Most of the problems I see are waterproofing, so yes. And, and how widespread is this problem in the nation? Uh, it is nationwide, uh, most definitely. Uh, Florida may be one of the worst spots right now with all mm -hmm. their stucco having lots of issues with stucco and due to waterproofing. I see it in my area a lot. Uh, it's just widespread. Right. I've heard that approximately half of the, I've read that approximately half of the homes that are stuccoed in the United States are improperly done and are, are, are experiencing some type of problem because of it. I would believe it since it's costing millions of dollars a year in damage at this time. Mm -hmm. A lot of people may not even be aware that their house has some issues with their stucco being damaged. Yeah, and, and when you came down yesterday from, from Bryan Station, we had lunch and I showed you two projects that had taken place within approximately one week where I had been invited out to, to bid on to give an, um, a projection of what it would cost to fix their big stucco problems. And you saw pictures in both cases of one that was appears to be mostly cosmetic, but in the other case, it's literally coming off the walls, right? That's correct, yes. And, and, um, and so a, a lot needs to be said about what goes in behind the stucco and what goes in behind the structure to, to where would you say if you could isolate one of the biggest problems that you see recurring on things where why there's a problem with tell 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 the homeowners and all those listening and professionals listening where's why why is it why is it uh, causing structural problems behind the behind the stucco moisture and while we have more issues with moisture today than we did in the past our houses are airtight we have a different system going uh, within our house that that's down to five perms air leakage and so forth. So they so used to breathe a lot better. It's, we, we used to breathe a lot. They could dry out from the outside or inside, but today that doesn't happen. And so that's that's one reason why if you had a uh, like a gas leak in a modern home, you're much more likely to die in it in, in, a, in a new, tightly built home than you would in an old, drafty home. Correct. Yeah. And that also contributes to what you're saying, which is those homes could dry out. If they had a little moisture, it wasn't going to ruin the home. Yeah, we had what we call self-ventilation uh, back in those days. <laughs> Where today, we have to turn on a fan to ventilate the house. Yeah, we really um, do, don't we? And yeah. people aren't always doing that, and so it's it's a problem. So so to get technical with it, Victor, how how is this water getting in from the outside of something that's stucco, which we feel, you know, uh, most professionals think stucco is going to prevent water from getting in. How is it passing through? What's it, What's happening? You can have uh, what's called vapor drive. That could be from high winds and, and pressure from the rain pushing moisture in. Uh, running our air conditioner, remember we dry out the air inside the house. Where does moist air go? To the dryer. To the dryer. Air. It so always wants to even out. Penetration. So it's kind of wicking, trying to pull. There's like a, almost like a vacuum through the wall right. system. Mm -hmm. Then Great. you have your issues with your flashing. Well, someone didn't flash something properly. Uh, a lot of our trades today are not trained. And I always said, you you know, most of these companies, uh, Tyvek and all those, Dow, they offer a lot of free training out there for these people. Go do those. And waterproofing, they'll show you how it's to be done. We waterproof from the bottom up. And we always have to remember that. And I've seen people go the other direction, so then your houses are taped wrong. Yeah, they're not shingled effect. You want That's a shingle correct. effect, just like on a roof. You don't start mm -hmm. from the top down. You work your way up and covering over what you just put on. 
Yes. Flash it, caulk it, tape it. After you put all this tie back on, there's a sequence that needs to go with it. Absolutely. And then someone probably needs to check behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. And you know, another issue I'm seeing a lot of, and um, I report to my billing departments in both. If I see things going on, I, I start seeing problems, I tell them. That way they start inspecting this before they get covered up. But people are using a slap stapler to apply the tie back. I was going to ask you about that. I've heard, you know, that that. Even though the holes are tiny, it's mm-hmm. still a bad practice. I know we use the the fasteners with the little washer on it, the plastic caps. Correct. That's a good one. You can still staple it if you use that uh, in there. Well, we actually use the nail, the hand-driven ones okay. with a gun. Still, it comes. Okay. Yeah, it's a yeah. gun with a cap on it. Mm-hmm. And they make both. Both work good, but without that little cap on it, you're inviting a, a problem, water leak in there. Yeah, because the plastic cap actually seals around that, that penetration. I'm, I'm seeing some problems with some of the house wraps. Uh, we talked about that yesterday, the right. different types of them. And some of them are like using a blue tarp with hose poked in it. It's kind of questionable if that's a good one to use uh, out there. Uh, then you have your other ones that are spun polypropylene, uh, I think, or one of those... Uh, oh, styrene. Uh, is it styrene or something? Or it, yeah, in that. But they're spun, and there's we know which there's one fibers. Are. Fibers fiber, in there, uh-huh. and those create um, holes in it, basically that do not allow water to go through. You've got to let air come through, and we need to have you know no less than five perms. And if you can have a little bit higher, that's great too. Have you seen some that actually have perforations in them? There are several of those. We call those commodity house wraps. <laughs> those are cheaper. They're yeah, probably they are cheaper. The I've noticed that of some of your top. Names. So it's your blue tarp with a bunch of holes in it. That's all it is. And it is and it is allowing the house to breathe. But if it ever gets wet behind there, it's also going to allow moisture to draw through it. Correctly, it will. Correct. If moisture's not going through it already. Exactly. Uh, and I would be willing to bet that moisture would. And there's mm-hmm. some ways to test this stuff that before you use it. Yeah. So it's not a good thing to do to cut back and try to be conservative on. Your house wraps. That's Use true. one that's proven and tried and tested. I think uh, uh, just to get into pricing, they're, they're changing whatever area you are, but let's just use the figure 160 for a roll of, of uh, Tyvek, Tyvek, those products that we know are really good, uh, versus the other ones, uh, like I always call them burlap because that's what they look like, <laughs> but our blue tarp. Yeah, 80 bucks or uh, something. They're 80 bucks. That's right. And, but 80 bucks, and that ensures you work. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, and on most jobs, you're going to use a couple of rolls. On a remodeling project, we're going to use one to two rolls. If we're doing a whole house of siding, we may do two, two and a half rows. So you're exactly right. What is 150 to $200 to ensure the entire project is done right? So that, that's, a, that's a very, very good we'll point. No callbacks uh, in that. And then make sure that you use a good quality tape with it. You know, we, we always say follow the manufacturer's instructions. They're there for a reason. They sure are. And if you do, you'll cover yourself too on if something goes wrong. I mean, it goes back to if you're going to be in this business for the long haul, um, you, you're going to use these things because you're going to eventually, you're going to, you're going to get a call back. If Correct. you do not do them, uh, and a lot of people have not been in business long enough to know this, but you're going to get a call back. You're going to get hits on your reputation if you don't use these proper products. So it's, it behooves the, the homeowner 
to use people who are obviously invested in this industry and this profession for the long haul because they have probably adapted to something that they can live with and not have to worry about callbacks. Correct. I mean, uh, you know, again, you and I both know that we never stop learning in this industry. Never. I constantly still go to school. Yeah. And and then products change. I mean, I mean, first of all, it would be hard enough to learn it all. If nothing ever changed in this industry, it would be hard enough to know it all anyway. Well, you wouldn't. But yeah. but when it keeps ever changing and new products and new research comes out, that just means even more impetus needs to be given to education. Correct. The, the research and the testing. I do a lot of testing myself. Right. Just to see how I know you do. Work I know you I, do. We we benefit from that. Yeah. And I, I, they joke at me. All these companies are always sending me rolls of tape. And I have a storage building out in the back behind our shop that I put that on the hot side of it so it see what it does in the sun to see which one holds up. Uh-huh. There's actually some that have been there for 15 years. And held up well. Some of them are gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah. So, and basically, I mean, a lot of people do not realize that a waterproofing system, whether it's in a shower, whether it's on a wall behind brick, whether it's behind stucco, uh, all of these things need to drain. Correct. And you just said it right. A system is what we're looking at here. It's not just the tieback that works great. not just the flashing. It has to be done as a system and, and properly done. Yeah, because you can do the, the, the correct steps on stucco application, for example, and do everything exactly like the manual, like, like the industry mm-hmm. standard is. But what, what, what's behind that could, could basically be the, be the issue. Correct. If your stucco fails, and then now this weatherproofing behind it or waterproofing has to uh, back it up. Right. And, and it can that. do that almost indefinitely as long as it's not getting exposed to UV light and elements. Correct. And UV light is, is really destroys it. People think, I think a lot of times our waterproofing and our, our house wrap that goes on there to protect that house until we get this cladding or coating over it. Right. It's all it's for. That's not true. It's after that gets put on because you don't realize it's how much water drive, vapor drive that actually is coming. Mm-hmm. It still needs, it's part of the system. It remains a vital part of the system long after the cladding goes up. And so, I think you're exactly right uh, that people think, and including a lot of the trades, feel like, oh, if I poke a hole in that, I'm going to cover it up, I'm going to put my brick. If I knock my hammer the hole through it later, and or I want to just hold my hammer up through that, I can poke a hole in it, it's not going to matter because I'm going to put brick or I'm going to put stucco over it. And they're not really worried about it because they think their their uh, next step or the next step that somebody else is doing is going to give the ultimate coverage. But it's same is true in a tile shower. Correct. The, uh, there's there's plenty of people I know for a fact that believe that putting that the tile is the waterproofer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that the grout, if the grout fails up, I'm gonna I gotta you know the reason that the tile that the shower's leaking is because the grout failed. The yeah. grout the grout and the tile are just cosmetic. Uh, yeah, it's coverage just the same as mortar and brick. <laughs> right, it's no yeah, different it's than mortar close. and brick and stucco. It's to it's to prevent you from getting to that system, mm-hmm. the other elements of that system to keep that that are actually doing the waterproofing. Right. Yeah, that that grout sometimes is just merely cosmetic, so you don't see all the cracks in the right. In so the you tile can join them and make them look pretty, yeah. and and the tile are to be something durable that that looks good, so that because I've always told people you could take a shower in our showers without any tile on it and you still wouldn't leak 
That's but you wouldn't want to do it a long time because it's eventually going to abrade. It's not meant to have have soap on it. It's not meant for people to rub up against it. It's not meant to have hard water deposits. It's meant to be protected, and then it protects, and then everything on top of it performs really, really well. Correct. That's why a lot of the cities now have made the builders start doing a water test on the showers. They'll come and inspect that just to make sure the pan yep. is not leaking. That's right. We do that here. We have to set the ball in there, uh, the test ball in the drain, and make sure that it's holding water. Now, it'd be nice if you could do that on the entire walls, but that's that's pretty uh, impractical to do. But but truthfully, the walls can start the leaking just like in the, in the deck we were talking about. Correct. And, and typically it's around your... Uh, recesses and so forth that you would put in that you get the so most just, yeah, most problems. You would get those problems there. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I've noticed another thing is is that most of the time when there are stucco problems, it's a lot of exposure to the to the water and a lot of windows that don't have eaves over them. Like like in two story situations, that first floor window doesn't have an eave over it, hmm. and and you see a lot a lot of uh, what what in my opinion is happening. You tell me if I'm right on this it's revealing the shortcomings of the builder. When you have an overhang that covers everything two feet, and, it, and, it, and if you have a, water, uh, a window that was not flashed correctly, you're not gonna know it because the eaves are covering you up. But as soon as you raise that eave up another floor, and now your window has no protection on it, it you discover whether your builder flashed that window correctly Sounds like or not. you must have read some of my stuff. <laughs> but that is correct. Is that, have you written that? Actually, actually, I haven't written anything you've written. That is uh, that, that is correct. If you do have eaves and overhang, it does help protect your wall a lot more uh, from it. You know, today we forget, most windows that we get, if they're vinyls and so forth, they have a integral flashing built into them. They call or it self-flashing, self-flashing. Windows, which Anderson is a misnomer. Anderson and those do now, too. Some of the old wooden windows had no, you set them in and you had, you to, had to create them. the flashing. Today, a lot of times, we will still use a galvanized head flashing above that, just in case, especially if we have a big wall above it, uh, a lot of exposed areas, and hopefully we stop that. And then people, again, applying that uh, house wrap, everyone used to put that house wrap behind that window flange at the top, it goes over it the goes window. Over flash. it, right? And you yeah. see that done incorrectly so often. Well, you're right. I mean, it exposes a lot, and we're only going to continue to see more and more problems in the industry until people get it right from the start. Uh, it's great to to have people like you that can support uh, people like me and uh, who are trying to do the right thing. And when a, when a builder, like in this case, we found out that the builder had done things improperly. Uh, we want to get the word out to everyone that, that you need, if you're going to tackle, tackle a problem, attack it correctly from the beginning. Don't go in with a patch-up attitude because you're going to probably pay twice like this homeowner did. Correct. They had to pay twice, and I'm not even sure that they learned their lesson in the second time. Um, well, actually, it's three times because the builder did it once. They paid for that. I did it, flashed it. I mean, did, did the decking correctly and made it waterproof. Then they had someone <clears throat> go back and, and do, do the deck again. But I don't think that they ever really addressed the issues, the underlying issues, and it's very subject to, to having a problem again. Yeah, and if they came back in and redid the deck again, that was kind of a waste of money. There was absolutely nothing wrong. I met the gentleman I think they hired out there and really was not very educated 
uh, and all these processes in there. Right. Well, I could see that real quickly. He he was pointing to the wrong issues, as you as you pointed out in your report, and uh, the homeowner was looking for a quick quicker fix at that time, and they really wanted wanted someone to just tell them, hey, that they were that they it wasn't their fault, or that they could get some solution. So that that was not an easy thing to rectify. But in the long run, I mean, um, whoever gets inherit gets that house now, if they sold it, is going to have to deal with the the big ultimate problem. So I mean, this is an example of what we're trying to avoid. Avoid this. Why we do these podcasts, and I really appreciate you you joining us for a few minutes, talking about some of these waterproofing issues that are so prominent in stucco, veneers, and decks, and so forth. Uh, we're going to do more. And uh, y'all can y'all can always listen to us on the radio show. We're going to have a, a podcast of the radio show that we do every Saturday at two. So look forward to to that. And thank you very much, Victor, for joining us on the episode three of our podcast. And look forward to doing another one with you, another one with you in the future. I do too. And thank you for uh, allowing me to share the information to help other builders and remodelers. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Remodeler podcast. You can find the show notes to this episode at knbuilders.com slash podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram by searching KM Builders.